Welcome to Willpower. With the first African-American and first woman to hold the Register of Will's office in the city of Philadelphia, the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon, a mother, an educator, and community leader. When there's a will, your family keeps the power. This show will set the discourse for your family to plan for the future and extend the family legacy. Call your family and friends and tell them to tune in for a journey into their generational wealth. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Welcome, Madam Register, the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon. Episode 17. My name is Tracy Gordon. I'm the Register of Wills and Clerk of Orphan's Court here in Philadelphia. And this is an exciting week. We're going to talk about wills and wellness with attorney Maureen Farrell. You all know, if you don't know, I am a strong advocate of keeping yourself healthy, even if it's walking like I do on a daily basis um, around uh, the uh, Heinz Refuge. Attorney Farrell, uh, introduce introduce how we met. We met, walk at John John Heinz, never been there. This place is beautiful. It's like like an enclave in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I mean, I feel like I'm going to not even think about violence when I'm in. Madam Register said, let's go and walk. About five miles that day. Was it about that? And I do every day. And we had events out association, of which um, a turn number um, day about wills and wealth. Um, today we will be talking about why planning can be so uncomfortable, breaking down the steps so it can be very and more of a self-care complete for your own health. First, you know, I get this question, um, Maureen, mm-hmm. don't know the difference between a will and a living will. So let's, before we get started with this program, can you define the difference between a will, a living will, and a power attorney, and why you need all three? Absolutely. When people come to me, I just want to mention, I do estate planning, which you hear the word estate, right? And you're like, ooh, what am I like, Jackie Kennedy, have an estate? You know, register, like you can have an estate. It could be a small amount. Like just personal property, right? You got a car, you got a certain things. So we talk about planning. We're talking about not just planning after your death. That is with your last will and testament. We're really talking about life planning. So like register, when we were talking about wellness, planning for your life is wellness. Because if you don't plan, fail to plan, you're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel tense. I have so many clients that come to me and they say, this was so easy. Why didn't I do this before? So when we're talking about living well, though, that is something when you're in like a state, when you're essentially a vegetable, you plan out what what is going to happen with your attorney if you were in a vegetative state. So like, do you want food or water? Do you want blood transfusions? I mean, it's a difficult conversation to have. So you really want a professional when you're talking about that. We're talking about after death. That's when we're talking about a last will and testament. So they're very different, but it's an excellent question because people call me all the time and they want a living will, which really what they want is a last will and testament. And power of attorney. Let's talk about the importance of having that as well as a living will. So power of attorney is for finance and for health. Okay, so power of attorney is a document that, that's very important for banking transactions. And let's say you're sick and you can't pay a bill. Your power of attorney can pay your mortgage. Can Let's say you, you're, you opened up a personal injury lawsuit. 
your power of attorney can keep doing that for you. So if you don't have a power of attorney, you're going to have to get a guardianship. You're going to have to get a guardian to do that. So it's really important to get a financial power of attorney and choose somebody who can who can do these decisions for you that you trust because register this is the document that people rip off under the most say it again so that power of attorney financial power of attorney that is where family members and i hate to say this will steal under that so if you pick let's say the wrong person to make financial decisions for you when you're alive i had a client that was going to wawa the agent every month and taking out five hundred dollars I mean, so, and they weren't buying hoagies with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they were like, all right, we're just going to use that woman. And they think that money in that power of attorney is their money. It is not your money. So if I set up a power of attorney, right, I am the principal. I pick an agent to use my money for me. Okay. It's for my purposes. So like if I need to pay a tax, that is my money to pay my tax. It's not your money to go and use and say, okay, I need to, I made a bad decision. I'm going to use it and then I'm going to pay my mom's money back. It doesn't work like that. But if you don't have this document and you get incapacitated, it's going to be a problem. So Yes, and, I'm, I'm, and people, and tell them, and I tell people this all the time, and I get a gas in the audience and they say, <gasps> that once the person dies, mm-hmm. the power attorney ceases, correct Exactly. So the power of attorney we were talking about, remember I said this is life planning? This is like, do this in your life. So if the power of attorney, you're dead, you can't use the power of attorney anymore. Your will takes over. And you can't get a power of attorney if you're incapacitated. I know we've talked about this, Register, that you know people are sick, and I'm sure they call your office too, and they want to get these documents done. And when you're sick and you're not well, I don't think you can make the proper decisions. You know what I mean? A lot of times attorneys won't even, uh, people call me all the time and say, my mother, my father, my grandmother are in the first or third stages of dementia, or they're very sick and in and out of consciousness. Tell the listening audience why you will not prepare or it's illegal to prepare a will or last will and testament while someone is in their state of dementia. So this is an issue that I talk to people about all the time. I must get four or five calls a month and it's really sad where people are either ready to go to surgery okay they have a surgery the next day and they want to prepare their their, we talked about that living will so a living will is where you're going to first pick out your health care agent so that health care agent is the one commit that can make health care decisions for you and the health care agent is responsible for carrying out what you put in your living will. So if you put, if I become a vegetable and I don't want CPR, your healthcare agent has to carry that out. But I mean, when people call before surgery, right, and they say, can you do this, Maureen? It's very difficult for an attorney to, to do it. I mean, because I don't even know you and it's about relationships. So I want to form a relationship with my client. I mean, my, my clients, it's a family type of business. I'm not here like it's not a corporate attorney. I think there's a lot of confusion with different types of attorneys. Like there are different types of attorneys on TV, right? I mean, I'm aging myself, but like LA Law, or you know what I mean? There, 
there are shows that, that depict attorneys in a certain way. And so when you call me up, first of all, like, would you, when you call a doctor up, do you think you can get an appointment like the day before surgery? You know what I mean? Like, and, and I get calls too, like my dad is in the nursing home or my mom's in the nursing home and they have dementia. Can you draft a will for them? And I have to explain that first of all, they're the client. Okay. So I don't draft a will for the son. I'm drafting a will for the person who has dementia. And I say to them, well, can they call me and can we discuss it? And they're like, no, they can't call it. They don't understand what it even is. I'm like, well, I can't draft a document for someone who doesn't understand what it even is. And it, and it's really sad because, you know, the son or the daughter thinks that I can draft it and I can't because I would be in trouble. There are some ethical rules I have to follow as an attorney. And I mean, you would never want to sign a contract you don't understand. And a will is a contract. Let me just tell everyone that. So that's why it's really important to make these decisions about, we're talking about health and wellness today, when you're healthy. Because when you're sick, you're going to try to do things in a different way than you would. You're going to, you're going to be like, okay, I got to do this quickly. Your mind's not going to be clear. Um, and so, like I said, I get these calls four or five times a month. And I just can't prepare these documents. And I mean, I'm asked, can you come to the nursing home? Can you, can you look at him and see if he can like do this even for a couple minutes? And I'm like, well, you want to waste your money? Like, I don't think so. And, 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 you know, and I tell people, this is one of my quotes. You don't make a will when you get old. You make a will when you get an asset. You can make a will legally in the state of Pennsylvania at the age of 18. You can change your will Stop procrastinating. A lot of people are scared of confronting end-of-care decisions. You can get in a car accident. You never know. You can't predict when you are going to die. This is why this is important. It's a business. It's a business to prepare your death at an early age as soon as possible. Um, a lot of people don't like to ask for help to make the decision, thinking about something scary like death or superstitious, and they're nervous about spending money um, when you have to work with an attorney. And I always advise, even though I go around and you've heard me say um, how to write your own holographic will, the eight components of it, but I always say that it is best to consult with an attorney and not just any type of attorney. It should be a state attorney. Maureen, what are some of the tips on choosing an attorney? I think you really have to check around. Um, I get a lot of people that call up and they say, my friend used you or some, most of my referrals are from friends um, or people who have used me. But I think this is an issue because people don't even want to call an attorney. And I think that has to do with price. Um, and I, I think it's also fear of, okay, now they're going to, they're going to try to like, okay, uh, get me to pay X, Y, Z or, do more work. I don't. I don't know. There's. There's an issue with attorneys. I feel like there's not the same issue with doctors. You go to a doctor and you tell your doctor all these healthcare issues that you have, but there's some family secrets maybe that you have when you go to an attorney that you don't want to tell the attorney. And and so I think there are a lot of barriers. Uh, but I think it's really important to form a relationship with an attorney and have that relationship be a primary factor like a primary point in your life like okay look this is my squad you you know what i mean register like mm -hmm. have a squad so if i have my people 
I have an attorney, I have a doctor, I have maybe somebody at church, I have a priest, or uh, you got to have all these these people for you. They're for you. Your attorney is for you. So when that you talk to an attorney, everything is confidential. So I can't tell, like if somebody's wife calls me, I can't tell her husband anything about what, what was said. And I take that very seriously, but I'm into relationships with people. So if somebody calls me up and they click with me, I would go with, okay, I liked her. Like I thought she was, and I liked her and I also think she's competent. So if I like her and I think she's competent and I feel comfortable talking to her, what's the barrier? Like, is it, is it cause I, you know, I can't pay right now. All right. Can I discuss maybe a payment plan with her? Like there are ways to get around these things, but I, I don't know, register. I'm sure with you, like people call and they don't want to do it. I mean, no, after I convince them and give them some of the horror stories. Um, so some of the things <clears throat> you should consider when choosing an attorney, instead of depending solely on the price, also consider the cap- uh, compa- compatibility. I mean, the vibe. Also, exactly. when you discover, um, do discovery calls. Find an attorney that is co- ca- compatible with your needs and mindset. Every comp- attorney is different and not like the stereotypes portrayed on the TVs and the movies. And also, if you can talk with your doctor about health issues and sensitive information, that's how you should feel when you're talking to your attorney about important life decisions. Attorney Maureen Harrell, what are ways to break through being scared and the procrastination? What have you found uh, that will make people a little bit easier about making this business decision? Well, I think it's communication. So when I used to do these plans back in the day, I mean like 15 years ago, people didn't communicate with their family members. So I think if you are a good communicator and you have to understand your client, like when clients come in, some clients are more introverted, some clients are more extroverted. They take a while sometimes to tell you things. So I think the barrier is just make the first call. You know what I mean? Register Gordon, like just do the initial call. You don't have to sign up right then and there. That's another barrier. Like, oh, I got to sign the dotted line. Like you don't have to sign the dotted line. You can call and check three attorneys and say, all right, what did I think of this one compared to this one? I, I mean, you're the buyer. So you're, you're signing up for a service. And then when you do your package, like what I said, it's a package deal. It's not just where I just say, oh, here's your will. We talk about the power of attorney for finance. We talk about the healthcare decisions, like going to your doctor and, and talking about what do you want for your final chapter. Like people are very afraid of death. Like we're all going there. And so think of it like like this, like, okay, my final chapter of my book, what am I going to, to put in it? Like if I'm a vegetable, what 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 are what's my quality of life like what do i like to do on the weekend what do i like do i like to spend time with my family do i like to do physical activity if i'm a vegetable what what quality of life am i so these are all things you got to think of in advance i give my clients um different workbooks and things like that so they can get the conversation moving but i'm about like thought process like when you do your assets for a transfer or assets discussion with your financial planner it's the same thing. Like, what do you think about money? Like I say to people, when you do your will, 
how much money do you want? Do you want to spend everything? And like, some people are like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to have any money left. I don't care. Like, I'm like, and some people are like, oh, I want a lot for my grandchildren. I want to make sure I leave them something. So everybody's different, but just have the conversation. You don't have to, you know, when you call me up, you can talk for 15, 20 minutes and, and just get that thought process going. I think that's the most important thing. Just like making that initial call. Starting a conversation. Sometimes the hardest step is beginning. And once you start, it becomes less scary. Look at it from the perspective of taking the act of self-care for your future. And you should see when people come in with their last will and testament, when their executive come in my office, they are in and out of our office in 20 to 30 minutes. When people come in without the will, anticipate that there are going to be so many issues. It's going to cost you more. You may have to get an attorney. Uh, The family is fighting. When you make the will, you control the power over your estate. Absolutely. So a checklist for getting your affairs in order. Let's talk about the checklist. That's an important thing, so the checklist, because... When you come into my office, I have a questionnaire. So it's like, okay, um, where are your assets? Like some people, they don't, they're like, okay, I have a retirement. This happens a lot where they have a 401k, okay? And you know, you go to HR and you fill out that form. They don't fill it. They forget to fill out the form or HR drops the ball. Something happens. So they don't put, you're supposed to put a person on the form to get your retirement asset. And they forget. So if nobody's on the form, that goes to your estate. And when it goes to estate, that means you're going to have estate income taxes when you die on that. And it's and it's much more problematic. So when you come into my office, for example, I, I say, okay, your 401k, have you filled out those beneficiary forms so you know who's getting your 401k? Like, have you picked somebody to get it after you die? And then you can pick another person if that person is dead. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I got to check that out. I got to see if, if like, oh, I think my ex-husband might be on there. <laughs> I'm like, yes. do you want your ex-husband on there? You know <laughs> what I mean? And the same thing with the power of attorney. They're like, I think my ex-husband is my power of attorney. I'm like, do you want him run into the bank and, like, you know, he's got a new wife that, it, that is, like, I mean, this is, like, serious stuff, though. I'm, um, but people, it happens all, and this is the other thing. You don't think these things are going to happen, and they happen in my office all the time. It happens all the things go wrong. I mean, and so as the register said, if you don't have a will, you go, everything is a mess and you are going to spend a lot more money and time. Even if you say, oh, I only have 20, they're like, oh, I only have 10,000 in assets. Well, you got to get that 10,000 out. You can't just go and get it or 11,000. You have to open up an estate. I mean, I can say this until I'm blue in the face, but a will could cost you like, let's just say just $500, okay? And I, I know that might be a lot for people. You can spend 5000 figuring it out if you don't have a will. Mm-hmm. So spend 500 or spend 5000 Or more. I mean, this is even if just if you just have, like, let's say you have $1,000 in an asset, you're going you're gonna to spend 5000 to get it out. Does that make sense? I mean, so, but I... This is so important because it's not just about a will. It's about you feeling good when you do it. Like like Register said, when we went on that walk, we felt great. So when you do this, you're going to feel great. You're going to be like, um, I'm super responsible. I protected my family. 
I broke this cycle. Okay, this is another thing. A cycle of not doing it. So, I mean, that's the, the other thing. People say, I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to do it. And well, everybody I know, Maureen, has a horror story from a family that didn't make the will. Every single person that I'm in the audience with that is an adult, and even some teenagers, because as a child, I've seen the confusion when somebody didn't leave the will and they were fighting over the property and they was fighting over mm -hmm. the jewelry and they was fighting over the car and it just, no one knew how to take care of the business. No one knew that there were a register of wills office even existed. Everybody is so scared. Well, listen, when you get an automobile, you get automobile insurance. When you uh, buy a house, if, especially if you have a mortgage, or you have to get homeowner's insurance. So why wouldn't you get make a will and a living will and a power attorney that's your insurance to not only to protect you while you're living, but it protects you in your death. So some of the documents that you need to have in place, let them know, you know, of course you're going to have the will, okay? Of course you're going to have the living will so your family and your doctor knows, you know, what your wishes are. What other documents do you need to have in that personal lockbox or the security box with the bank? So some other documents talk about cremation and your funeral arrangements. So that's an important conversation too, because people 15 years ago, they never wanted to be cremated. They come into my office and they're like, we're, we're not doing that. Don't even bring that up. I don't even want to hear about ashes or any of that. Now, so many people, I get, I think 75% register of my yep. clients want to be cremated. And somebody brought up, you know, there's different ways where there's like a tree that you can bury the ashes there's like something called the mushroom suit i mean there are so many different so these are important things now i put people want to take the ashes over to the country that they came exactly from. people want to sprinkle them on the sea or people just want them in the urn they had their personal people next to them but mainly they're doing that because of cost absolutely so, so you're going to save money so you go to the attorney and if you don't go to the attorney you you um not going to save money in terms of cremation now i had this issue where the woman wanted to be cremated and she filled out a contract at the Pennsylvania Crematorium Society and she named somebody. And when she went, she died. And the woman that she named said, I'm not doing it. I'm not cremating that woman. And the woman literally was on ice. So she was on ice and it was a court case. It literally became a case because the sister did not want to cremate the woman. So if she had put that in the will, if she had written, I want to be cremated in the will, they would have looked at the will. Do you know what I mean, register? So since it wasn't in the will, then it was a fight because it was just a contract in the... So, I mean, this is just one thing that you can like, okay, I really want that. So I could put it in my document. It could be done. And so funeral instructions. We also talk about life insurance. It's really important. What if you have a mortgage on your house? You want to have life insurance in order to pay it when you die. So we're talking about all different things. We're talking end-of-the-life discussion. We're talking memorandum for your personal property. I mean, this is, there's a lot. I mean, you worked hard your whole life, and so you're giving away your whole life's work. That's what you're doing. So, so I mean, it's, it, it's a lot of discussion, but you'll feel great when you do it. So some of the things you should have in place as documents, of course, your full legal name, social security number, your legal residence, date and place of birth, names and addresses of spouse and children, 
locations of your birth and death certificates. Well, you won't have that until you die. And um, certificates of marriage, certificates of divorce, your citizenship, your adoption, your employees and dates of employment. You may have pensions in different places. The education, your military records, names and phone numbers of religious contacts, memberships and groups and awards that you receive, names and phone numbers of close friends, relatives, doctors, lawyers, and financial advisor, your social media password and login information so you can shut down your social media is something you can include in your will. Oh, my God. There's so many Can people- I just say that? Register. <laughs> I just got to say, this social media problem is... A- <laughs> So when somebody died, my uncle's social media is up. I, I mean, it's I, I still post, up ten years yeah, later. I, I post mean, happy birthday to my uncle. <laughs> but I mean, this is another thing. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of joking around a little bit this morning, but I, I mean, that's something you can put in your will. So, as an executor, it's called the digital power. You sometimes you, these companies, Google. I mean. You're going to have a Yahoo email. You're going to have all kinds of email that you never even heard. You you don't even know you have this email. Who's going to have the power to shut that down? And also, I mean, you need is... to have your password to get into the phone because maybe your kids want to contact some of your friends and let I you mean, know you're, de- you're dead. So you know? this, this is one of the things that we do in my office. I say, do you have the password? So this is a, this is a great point that you just brought up. And I'm like, Okay, I got them on my phone. All right. Well, what if you can't get into your phone? You got a facial recognition yes. where it's like a TV show. You're going to put it up against a dead person's yes. face or something. <laughs> I mean, this is like, so I'm like, we got to write them down. I actually have a spreadsheet and I put like, there are so many passwords that you actually have. It's it's incredible. I mean, you've got an office assistant. You've got, you've got so many different things. Um, so, I mean, that's another thing that we talk about. Like, where are they? Do you want your Facebook? What about blog posts? Like if you mm-hmm. if you have a blog, mm-hmm. you and and if you have videos, who's going to own those? And and some financial information you need. Yeah, your sources of income, your assets, your pension, your IRA, your four hundred one, your social security information, your insurance, your life insurance, your long term care, your home, your car insurance with the policy numbers, the agent numbers, everything, and phone numbers, so you can cancel those for your uh, for your kids exactly. can cancel. The bank accounts that you have, check and say. That's why I have so much money sitting up in the state of unclaimed oh, money because people didn't leave. So the copy of your that. most recent income tax, the location of the most up-to-date will with an original signature, liabilities, including your property tax, what is owed, to whom, when are the payments to, your mortgage, your debts, how and when they are paid, location of your original deal, deed of trust for your house, the location of the original deed of trust for your home, Absolutely. your car title, your registration, your credit card and debit, de- your credit and debit card names and number, locations and safe deposit box and the key. This is all the stuff you need so for important. the health insurance. You need current prescriptions for your living will, durable power attorney, so much more. Maureen, I just want to, lastly, before we conclude this, how can they get in contact with you? by phone and email sure so the best way to get in touch with me i mean you can do either you can also contact the register right they get in touch with me as well but my email is maureen m-a-u-r-e-e-n at maureen again m-a-u-r-e-e-n farrell f as in frank a-r-r-e-l-l.com maureen at maureen farrell.com and my direct number at work 
215-337-2012. And you can leave a message and we can have a short conversation. But I just want to make a, a point about what you just brought up, all these things that you need. If you don't get them now, after death, it is a terrible nightmare to go and try to find all these documents. So do it now. You know what I mean? Like, makes have control over your life and and your health by doing these things. I like to take the th- time to thank my good friend, my exercise buddy, my, my <laughs> walking you. buddy, Maureen <laughs> Farrell, for coming. And don't forget, when there's a will, your family keeps the power. You can contact me at 215-686-6250. Follow us on Facebook, and this will be on all podcasts. Again, my name is Tracy L. Gordon. I'm the Register of Wills. Have a nice day. And go Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Go Eagles. Go Eagles. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Willpower with the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon.